evening, everybody. <laughs> 28 minute delay here at Shea. Fans are filing in. This is like a shitty Rutgers game here when no one's there at the beginning of the game. That's right. The Jimmy Palumbo show here under uh, severe uh, technical uh, issues going on here on show number 142. Now, of course, I'm doing the show uh, alone for a minute here because uh, your friend and mine, Dave Sturcio behind the glass, is in Disney World. Um, as soon as uh, Cowboys won four in a row, he got so happy, he decided to just uh, take his family to Disney World. Um, when they lose in the playoffs uh, in January, I'm not sure where he'll be taking his kids, probably to the St. John Vianney Fair on free wristband night here, Shay. I'm not so sure. Uh, Dave may hop in uh, on us. Uh, he's trying to come through here now, but we'll just I'll just start it with, um, like I always do, uh, one thing about the Jimmy Palumbo show, the smoothness, like a young Clyde Drexler going to the hole at the start of our show. <laughs> I must have the worst fucking show ever. It always starts shitty. Um, it's always like, you know what? You know what this show's like when you sit down and watch a football game on your favorite team and they kick the ball out of bounds and they start at the 35. <laughs> That's the Jimmy Palumbo show. Jimmy takes the kick. It's high spiraling out of bounds at the four. Wow. They'll start at the 35 here at Shea. But my baseball card is another guy. This is the second year in a row we have another great player. My buddy Tommy Plinio loves this guy. So did I. Great wiffle ball player if you use his batting stance. None other than Gary Sheffield. Now, I forgot. Listen, I was looking up stuff about Gary Sheffield. And this guy clearly... He's like a Hall of Famer, like easy. However, steroids, and he's in that whole Bonds thing and some other players. Um, but I got his 2006 card. Uh, he was Dwight Gooden's nephew, and he definitely lived with him for a while, uh, him and his family. Uh, but listen, Gary Sheffield played 22 years, batted 292, 509 ding-dongs, 2689 hits, uh, and uh, 676 RBIs. Played with Milwaukee, the Padres, the Marlins, Dodgers, Atlanta, Yankees, Detroit, and the Mets. I think the Mets got to lead the league and like, guys who were great play their last year with the Mets. They have to have the most of that. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Devil Rays, too. But uh, he played with the Yanks in 04, 05, and 06. 04 with the Yankees, he batted 290, 36 home runs, 120 RBIs. Uh, 05, he batted 291, 34 home runs, 123 RBIs, and he got hit uh, hurt in 06. We still batted 300, uh, 298. Uh, listen, I mean, Gary Sheffield was awesome. Uh, you imagine right now if somebody – this is like Aaron Judge uh, numbers here. Uh, he hit 100 RBIs with five different teams. That's That's never been done. And you know what? He only struck out 80 times twice. Think about that for a second. Uh, he walked a lot, so you know that was cool. Um, but he's a crazy bastard, this guy Gary Sheffield. You know, he tried to fight his little league coach, chased him around with a bat. Um, he was the Gatorade Player of the Year, uh, and then after a while, he just called everyone a racist. Joe Torre with the Dodgers, everybody was a racist. He seemed like he hated everybody. Uh, he did face his uncle Dwight Gooden in the game. I couldn't imagine pitching to my nephew in a game. I could barely. I can barely, you know, play wiffle ball against my nephews. Imagine facing a guy, your nephew in a major game. 
he thought Tory traded black uh, treated black players different. Uh, and then he said Jeter wasn't all the way black. I mean, these are just ridiculous comments. He only got one World Series ring. He batted 248 in the playoffs. He played 44 playoff games, six home runs, 19 RBIs. Did well in the Boston series, the disastrous 2004 series. He batted 333. So that's my guy, Gary Sheffield. Now, uh, I'm actually going to bring uh, a real quick coming in live. Now, I'm coming, of course, from downtown. Mawa, but coming from downtown Walt Disney Studios, your friend and mine, Dave Sergio. Uh, Dave, how we doing, buddy? <laughs> oh, it, it is a fun day here in Walt Disney World. Um, I also brought a card. I have a card. So, Look, um, first of all, Dave, doing this is the most preparation you've done for my show ever. Yeah. So I brought a card, and uh, it is an exclusive uh, postcard of Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all autographed so autographed by the re the official wow you actually met listen i know if your kids are in the room you met the real mickey mouse and donald duck and cinderella and so far so far i've met everybody but mickey uh mickey's mia right now we're probably gonna meet him tomorrow but uh well, listen mickey listen it's called it's mickey mouse and so you know he don't show up every day he's like you know, he's lebron bro he's lebron you know <laughs> You know, I mean, like if you were Mickey Mouse, he's like, I, Mickey only works like probably eight days a year there. He's not going to, you know, come on now. He doesn't best. show up like Cinderella and those like other shitty Disney movies that came out in the last 10 years. Those... I'm thinking it's like load management right now. He's like off on a. <laughs> yeah, he took off the holiday. Listen, because, you know, Mickey's busy during the Easter week. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's hard for Mickey to plan when the Cowboys are doing well when you decide to go away on a trip. Um, I don't know if you heard my comment earlier. You beat Cowboys lose in January, and all of a sudden, St. John Vianney Fair wristband night here on Wednesday night. Ah, look at a young Miles on that shitty roller coaster, and his daughter getting involved, getting some cotton candy, and there's eleven hundred dollars going off on the fifty-fifty. Uh, listen, you've been sending me uh, uh, your photos are just. I, I got to be honest. I, I you're. Uh, Listen, those of you who don't know, Dave's down with his family in Disney World. The kids are at the perfect age. Uh, he drove down like a jerk off. He didn't fly like I told him to. And it turns out Dave was the most crankiest one of the, of the four. But your kids' photographs, seeing all those, uh, the wonderment. I, I don't know if you realize. I mean, you do. You're there. Your kids have just totally bought it. <laughs> Isn't it a shame? Like, at, at one point, it just ends that they're like, hey, Dad, I don't feel like going. It's too hot. Like. But right now, they really think all of that is real. It's they're, just awesome. They're in peak Disney form right now. Like we went to the character breakfast today, and Miles wasn't having it at all. Like, he was just like, who, like, get these guys out of my face. I don't want to speak. <laughs> and he, wa he wanted to talk it over. I get it. I respect it. And by the way, Roger, I'm not afraid to fly at all. I actually love flying. Um, I just, this was a suggestion by the wife. Uh, to do a family experience. Um, okay. Uh, By the way, Roger's a pilot for American. That's why he's talking about that. Would I would I ever do it again? As far as driving is concerned, probably not. But uh, <laughs> like I said, bought in. Uh, they're they're having a great time. Uh, and do you have to wear that cowboy hat in every Disney shot? Don't you have any other hat that says Chop Sports? Or I'm actually seeing a lot of down here, and I know why. I'm seeing a lot of eagles fans down here and uh, they're the birds and the reason why they're down here 
so distraught from getting destroyed the other night. Ah, uh, you couldn't wait. You... On Earth time, but that's not going to happen. So. Okay. Well, listen. Certainly, the Eagles got smoked. Um, uh, but listen, I appreciate you coming on. You can stay on as long as you want. I don't know what your audio seems okay, not as good as from the Chop Sports Studios. Um, obviously, we talked about Gary Sheffield, one of my favorite players. Uh, which will, of course, but he mimicked his swing. By the way, like oh, it's the best. It's the best. Uh, the wiggle of the bat. Come on, but. Um, you know, it's Patreon Day here. Now, I don't even know if you want to call this a slump. This is, uh, I feel like I'm like Carolina Panthers slump here. Uh, I'm smired at 36. I got to give a shout out to Bob Sheehan, Sheeha, my boy from Colonia High. I got to give a shout out to my mom. She's been very good to me lately. And I don't even know if her credit card works on this other thing, but. Something really funny that happened the other day. Chop Sports Media got an email, um, and it said, you have a new Patreon member. And I'm like, oh, shit, like me? Like, why, you know? It was my dad. He updated his credit card. I didn't even ask. <laughs> so. Yeah, look at that. Dad's coming through. I have to actually go to my – I was there the other day, and I forgot to go on a computer and go to Patreon. I said, mom, give me a credit card. Uh, I wonder if they'll back pay it, though, for the months he hasn't been on. <laughs> but I just got to give a shout-out to her. Also um, – uh, like I said, my my boy Bob Sheen, his son goes to Rutgers now. Shout out to my sister, Mary Eileen Riccardi, getting involved. Her birthday was on Monday, and uh, which was cool. Uh, was it last night? Yeah, we met out for dinner Sunday, but her birthday was yesterday, December 4th. Shout out to my brother, Frank, who was December 2nd. So a couple of my Patreons had birthdays here at Shea. Also, a shout out to my, uh, my friend, Robin Achani, who's always listening. Uh, high school, uh, good friend of mine. I haven't, I haven't talked to you in a while. I do to call you. Uh, of course, there's Roger Mayer, my personal airline pilot, who personally flew me from New York to L.A. many times. Wait, real? That was you were telling the truth. Yeah, Roger's a pilot. Yeah, <laughs> and he lives in. Yeah, he's got a summer house or a, a lake house in Wisconsin, so oh, he's I, doing Green Bay material. Funny, like oh, he's a pilot for a flight. Like I didn't know he actually. Flew. No, no. And also a shout out to Emily Fontaine getting involved. Uh, she's over at the Mason Jar Bar where I was uh, for a couple of months. Ba- I was Gary Sheffield from uh, from there due to uh, sometimes you just have words with the owner and they just, uh, you know, you're no longer allowed in the establishment, but the place was sold. So Jimmy Palumbo will make his, re- had, I've made my return to the bar because it's five minutes from my house. So shout out to Emily getting involved over there, bartender, manager, or whatever the hell else she's doing. Um, which, of course, this fine show here, starting off so smooth, smooth here. Jimmy Palumbo show, always smooth. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm a mess today. No Dave in the studio throws me off. <laughs> um, of course, ChasingMiracles.com. Everybody, these patches. My mother was limping all over the place. She wears these patches. They make her feel better. She loves them. Uh, I use them. Uh, and it's chasingmiracles.com because you know why these patches give you shit your body needs. Uh, check them out. Uh, they, they stamina, energy, muscle strengthening, the whole bit, better sleep, no needles, non-invasive. You can pee in the cup. You'll be fine. You will not be Gary Sheffield if we pee in the cup. And uh, Roger Mayer says, we love your mom. Yes, indeed we do. And uh, this stuff really works. Go talk to Tama and Tommy and Donna. 
ChasingMiracles.com. A lot of athletes use them. Serena Williams for threes. Got it. Michael Phelps, WWE celebrities, ex-SEAL team members, uh, and also everybody else in the world. These things work. You see them on athletes. They're patches. They're very cool. Check them out. It's Chasing Miracles Stem Cell Patches. ChasingMiracles.com. Energy, better sleep, and non-evasive here from the Omni. All right, well, the Giants, uh, listen, Giants didn't lose this weekend because they had a bye week. Uh, that's a shitty joke. Um, I can't believe, you know what's great about, you know what's great about being a Giant fan? I think this might be the best time ever to be a Giant fan. The huge quarterback controversy. Do we go with, do we go with the Galaban and the cookies with the Penuli nuts, Tommy DeVito, or do we go with Tyrod Taylor? Now, Tyrod Taylor has been in the league since like 72 He's at one of the probably he arguably the one of the best backups in the league, maybe top five. You know, he's been around, started, right? Um, and, and now he's back from injury, but the Italian stallion, Tommy DeVito, has just taken over. There's no way he starts Tyron Taylor. Well, you can't do that. You gotta put in uh Tommy DeVito, the Guido. Uh he's two and oh. Tommy DeVito lose. Uh, they gotta put him in. Uh, listen, bottom line is best part about the, my, my cousin, John sent me a text. This is hysterical to me. He just said, Hey man, giants control their own destiny. Went out, they make the playoffs. <laughs> First of all, the, the phrase control your own destiny. And this season with the giants should never, ever come out, which is hysterical. Um, but they did, they do play a lot of the teams in front of them. They do play the Eagles twice and the Eagles suck. They already done playing the Cowboys. They got spanked there. So I don't have to play that team anymore. Um, but we shall see. They play the Packers, who looked very tough um, this last past week. Uh, I needed I needed the Kansas City Chiefs, who I I am. There is no doubt in my mind. I honestly think the Eagles and the Chiefs are not going to the Super Bowl. Do not. Uh, I, I think it's either going to be probably Cowboys or 49 ers for the NFC and and somebody else. I, I don't know. I just think they look better when they. I don't know. The Eagles always play like weird games. They're close. And the Chiefs, to me, I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, uh, look at Sam Grasso saying, bothering Dave. First of all, if Dave didn't want to be on this show, he would not be on this show. He's like, he's got a little time out in the action going on there. The kids are a little, little post lunch uh, outside of the pool. Are they in the room? If they're in the room, are they in the room? Let me see the kids. This is great. We're going live here on the video. Which, of course, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, is a nightmare, but um, that's okay. I just want to see. Well, we'll try to look it on video. But meanwhile, so hey, what? Look at Miles J E T S Jets Jets Jets. There's a little Miles there on the video. Again, I'm just a picture of Miles jumping around the couch. I love it. He's just blitzing on every down. That's great. And of course, oh, go sleepy. He's going na na. What's up, baby? It's Uncle Jimbo. Oh, man, my daughter's <laughs> got to see these kids. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> I love my it. That's seconds. cute. There you go. There's 30 seconds of fame on the Jimmy Palumbo show. The Sturgeo family getting involved there. This is like one of those Bing Crosby Christmas specials <laughs> when they bring the whole family on the sink. Anybody gets that, text me. I'll give you a dollar. All right. Well, listen, Eagles lost. I got to tell you something, and you're going to hate this day. Now, I'm, I'm back to get off my lawn, guy. Um, Every game, bro, penalties, penalties, penalties. It's bro. to the point now, it's to the point where, like, 
the, the player wide receiver drops a ball and he looks back. He looks back. And, and the quarterback look and every game, the last two minutes, it used to be the last two minutes took a long time. Timeout, stepping out of bounds. Now it's all and then it was the last night of the day. I don't even know. They did a review on a play. It took like 11 minutes. Even Troy Aikman was like, hey, guys, what are you doing? Make that was the- last, last night Bengals game. Yeah, he's like, all right, fellas, let's go. You know, I mean, like, come on. It, it's just they got to do something. They have to either. <laughs> to me, it's like, you know what? Or if I was the NFL referee, I said, guys, you know what? Why don't you make pass interference legal? And then we don't have to do this anymore. So that way, guys, are just and then when no one has a neck, you know, then, then we go from there. It just takes too long. It sucks. Nobody over forty has to can disagree with me. There's too many penalties. No, what what I'm thinking is anybody who's watching the game for the first time. If like you're a new NFL fan and you're trying to get into the game and you watch like the Cowboys game from the other night or the Chiefs game the other night, like they're they're looking at like oh so like so every play there's a flag and it depends on who it's against. So like you know what I mean? Like you're actually expecting it now if you're like a new fan. Like for us old school fans, it's like dude, this is unwatchable. Unwatchable. It is. I mean, I know. Listen, usually, and listen, your Cowboys are rolling right now, so you're enjoying the game. But usually, when when your team really sucks, you notice it more because you're not watching. You watch your team, and they're lose, and then you switch around. You go to, and all of a sudden, you watch it like like the Bengal game last night. What was I watching that for? For about ten minutes. And then even at the the game winning field goal, there was a flag on the play, and usually should have been like. Uh, bad play on the other team. The kick is good again. No, the referees like they got together. There's players walking by the referees, shaking hands, high fiving, and the referees are like, "Oh, so what's the like? Why even? It wasn't on the team that won the uh, kicked the winning field. Like, get off the field. I, I can't I, stand it. It's awful. I, worst thing, the, the worst thing though, I think might be even worse than the penalties themselves. The ones where they throw the flag and they pick it up, like, ah. yeah, what is that? Ah, you know what? What does the other guy come over and go? Nah, dude, he had a beat, the bad throw. You know, <laughs> I, I wish the, I think NFL refs should be mic'd the whole game, oh. the whole game, just to hear the little like. I think everybody, you know what? I want transparency. I want every lineman at, and having like a tape delay so there's no cursing or something, um, and just the holding, the holding, the key. Anyway, it's and I don't, you know what? Actually, the holding calls, I'm actually okay with because it's just holding back ten yards. You know it right away. How about this free play, but it's not a free play because he jumped back and what the the whole thing is complete shit. Um, anyway, uh, that's that. I just the flag thing makes it okay. Now the Rutgers make Scarlet Knights six and six. They're going to a huge bowl. Listen, when you go six and two and finish six and six, you are going to a big bowl game. The pinstripe bowl in the Bronx, at Yankee Stadium. I think it's called the Bad Boy Mower Jerk-Off. Everybody's an asshole bowl. Um, it's against Miami Hurricanes, you. which I learned this this morning. You know, Miami's 1-11 in their last uh, – 1-10 in, in their last bowls because the Canes don't care about these bowls. If they're not playing for the national championship, they don't care. Um, all the really good teams that are, like, shaky, like the Hurricanes – you know, Florida, the team guys like, oh, man, where are we going? I'm not playing that game. Um, but you know what's actually not a bad game for Rutgers? Uh, Miami's way better. We'll probably get smoked, uh, which brings me to this transfer portal thing. Wow. It's it is it's crazy now. Good players are leaving. McCord on Ohio State. Rutgers has no money for NIL. It's really free agency. And if you're if you're 
you're if you don't care where you play and you're maybe going to the NFL anyway, you just say, all right, dad, take the calls. Whoever's paying me the most, that's where I'm going. Uh, they totally got to change that. Um, so it's it's awful. And even Rutgers got guys coming and going. Some of the guys suck. Good riddance. They'll end up at Delaware Valley State. Some of them, though, are pretty good. Some of them, you don't know what's going on. I think you can come back from the portal. So what do you say to your coach? And can you play in the bowl game? And who cares about these other bowl games? And a complete disaster. Uh, I hate it. Which brings us to the big travesty this year. I, the NFL, the NCAA Final Four, the championship series. Um, listen, I, if you go, I, I think Florida State got screwed. And I'll tell you why. Can't go by injuries. A guy can get injured the day before the game. And you know what? I, I love the thing. Going undefeated is got to have, it's got to be a tiebreaker. Like, I don't know, which way should we go? Oh, well, they didn't lose a game and they're in the power five. You go. Okay. If Rutgers was 12 and 0, I'd be like, oh, they should. They, they got to go. Florida State, I know the quarterback's down. They're 3 and 0 without the guy. And the second string will be able to play in, in the game. I just think nothing against Alabama. You can't go by, well, Alabama's probably better. And maybe they are. Okay. I can, I can make the argument that Ohio State should be like in there too. If, you go, if you're going to go by who's better, like I think Ohio State's better than Washington. Did you see? You know what I mean? Did you see the the amount of things that the I think there was a, either a senator of Florida or somebody they want like full transparency like they want text message threads they want everything involved as to why Florida State was not let in I mean I, to me that's a travesty you don't go undefeated win your your conference championship game and then just get left in, in the park. everybody loves Nick Saban like that's basically what it was you know what I mean like yeah they lost the game I understand but I, I, I don't know it's weird. I, I think it stinks. Um, uh, and also, like, as like a Rutgers fan, not that we'll, not that we'll ever, you know, Rutgers is never going to go twelve and all. But like, it's nice to know, like, hey, you know what? If we run the table, we're in. You know, like, but of course now uh, next year, I think it's twelve. Uh, but I, I, six or or maybe eight, but I don't know. I, I forget. It's, it whatever it is. Now, once they go to eight or twelve, whatever the hell it is, I am going to announce this now on the Jimmy Blumbo show. Okay. I, I love the argument between four and five, who gets in. We could talk about that this year. But once they go to like 12, let's say they go to 12, here's the argument I do not want to hear on any sports talk. Well, the 13th team, you know, Boise State was there. And I, you know what? When you're 13, you know who you are? You stink. I don't want to hear about like, well, you know, LSU lost three games, but we lost to Georgia. We lost Alabama and we lost Ohio State. We only lost it. No, you lost three times. You you you're a, you can't play anymore. You're out. Goodbye. You don't play anymore. We're going to be in this same argument about who's well. The 18th team should it be? No, no. You're 18th. You stink. I don't want to hear it. I don't care. It should be just like yeah, we were 13th. We didn't get in top 12. Like that's all. Good night. See you at the shitty uh, pinstripe bowl. I, I don't want to hear this argument about you know. Because I think eventually there's going to be like it's going to be 78 teams in the uh, in this NCAA thing. They're going to start like October 8th. It's going to be like NBA. Oh, this is part of the championship series, and they're going to have different shitty paint on the on the on the turf. Although this means it's a NCAA championship game, uh, which by the way, please this whole Nick thing. They play Milwaukee tonight. The shitty courts. Who likes this? Who likes this? I don't get I know my nephew said he went to one of the games. He goes, you know, Uncle Jim, when you're sitting there inside the arena, you don't really notice the court. I was like, 
what are you talking about? It's like, don't you know what the garden court looks like? It's a court. It's a, you know, the, the parquet floor, the Boston Garden. I don't want, oh my God, no. I don't even like the shitty net arena with that gray crap. What is that? It looks like Peggy Fleming should be skating on it. I just said Peggy Fleming. Peg Fleming, Robin Achani just probably fell off her chair right now. It's just <laughs> awful. Um, anyway, so that annoyed the shit out of me. Uh, so it gets out. I'm in a highly agitated mood. I got to, I got to start on my decorations here. I didn't finish it. There's shit going on. I'm running all over the place. Uh, but speaking of shit, it's perfect time to bring on your friend and mine. <laughs> now, what are we calling this segment now? A moment with Steve Roman's rundown. Why can't you get because I don't know, because but, but you know why? Because it's my show, and I I didn't come up with it. That's all. I'm even losing my. Sh- you know what? I am I am the Florida State of, of the Jimmy Flumbo show. Like I may not get in. Like next year, I may not host the Jimmy Flumbo. I can easily like Gucci could come back, and you're doing my show, Chris and Dave doing the Jimmy Palumbo show. Might be the funniest thing I've said in two years. All right, we're gonna bring on your friend and mine. Look at him; he looks so sad coming out, like he's upset. Your friend and mine, a guy who, who nobody knows who the hell he is. I met him because I went for a cocktail in Austin, Texas. Here he is, Mr. Steve Roman. Steve, how we doing? Good, fellas. How are you? What's going on? Nah, you know, just trying to do podcasting here. Yeah, Shane. doing a great job. Uh, Dave, thank you very much. Sorry for a little bit of starting Jimmy's shit off shittier than I, I'm glad I could enhance the shitness. And the way yes. he feels, he's yeah, agitated. Right. Not a yes. Christmas decoration in sight. But anyway, the kids look beautiful. Hope you're having a great time down in Florida. Fun. Um, my kid. By the way, Steve, by kissing his ass doesn't mean you get on the show every week. Listen, you listen. Know. I'm because every now and then, and Dave knows. Every now and then, Jimmy Volvo comes in, you know, and like all of a sudden, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like, I could be like a young Nick Saban and get rid of everybody, do the fucking show by myself in my bathroom. <sighs> I know. I ch- I know. I checked. I understand. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I was listening to you guys. I got to tell you, I was absolutely furious last night. I went to my daughter's junior varsity basketball game. She's a good athlete and they were playing a tough team and about 40 people in the crowd. Again, JV, not even a varsity game. So, uh, there was my daughter plays underneath. She plays a big. She's a power forward, not a great player. Uh, power De- forward decent, out of De- Long Island. Yeah, no, decent player, good player. Rolling six points, inside. six good. rebounds, couple couple blocks, decent player. But she uh, was oh, underneath. She was underneath, fighting for a ball. She's a tough kid, um, and grabbed the rebound, a la Barkley style. Threw the kid on the floor because they were coming down together. You guys would have saw it. I believe you would have said, tough kid. Um, looked like a pretty clean play. Other kid was a big kid. Now I have a parent coming from the other team onto the fucking court, fellas. Live in the middle of the game. Screaming. Uh, JV game. JV game. Kids are about 15, 16, screaming at the referee and the injustice that was going on with, you know, and was sort of pointing out my daughter and the rough play and what's going on. 
I said to myself, what now security comes in the school Shit. security. They're, they're babying this mom. It's okay. They're trying to escort her off the court. Now I believe in wow. our day, Jimmy, if our parent, first of all, I would have got my ass kicked for not knocking the kid down and then kicking him in the face. My father would have said, couldn't you be a little tougher, you big... I would have said, Dad, come on. No, no, no. I and said, Steve, Steve, Listen, Steve. My dad's Steve. uncle, we are very prone. We love Can't people. use the word. My can't brother, use that. My brother is Listen, a good... You can't use the word that rhymes with maggot in today's uh, society. But old um, school fellas, we're going back in time. You can say gay, gay, feminine. Yes. So, so my dad would have said, "You were gay. You did not handle it appropriately as a power forward." So things were different. The parenting, Jimmy. My point is, is the parenting. We are raising kids today. Can I say the word? They're no. not tough. Okay, they're, they're not. Okay. They're just uh, guys. Right. Everyone, listen. Ah, I made it. All right. Grow up. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So now, when you're raising a child, everyone does not get a trophy. I saw the pictures of you, Jimmy, with your daughter at the game, at the Rutgers game. And I thought, that's a good dad building camaraderie with his daughter. Your daughter's what, 16? 14. Ugh, 14. So even worse, you got to deal with bullshit. But you deal with the bullshit and you know how to tell her the answer is no. 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 Dave All isn't right. that far along yet. Dave, so he's. Dave, my, my entire while, I've been here for three days. I do not know how to tell my kids no yet. No. That I, is. Gross. That, Dave, my daughter's 14. I, that, I, that, you know what? I, Telling you, telling my daughter no, I'm like a bad free throw team. That's what I am. Like. So you very guys, tough inside, Daddy. Can we do this? Yes, in and out. <laughs> See, I, I have strings attached. You can meet certain requirements to get things from me, but predominantly, I feel these our kids are very spoiled. They are entitled. Yeah. They have everything we didn't have. These phones are $1,000 quarterly to have. They just have them and operate their lives. You and I had a knock on a door, go right. see a friend. These kids feel it's far. Like you, like you would never buy AirPods to do this show. I understand. I'm that. buying a nice set that comes in. <laughs> and I'm getting is some, setting listen, the I, world on fire <laughs> as he falls into the Roman bench. Well, let me tell you. So if you are the parenting and they, they don't understand why the kid is the way they are. Now, if you are not implementing structure and discipline, along with what you guys are doing with the love and being involved and everything else, we're producing a child today that's really very shallow, hollow. Have you been out to a restaurant with a family of four? Have you seen them at a dinner table? Do you see what's, is there any intimacy there? What are they doing? They're all on their phones. They're all on their phones. There's no intimacy. In education, I say to my kids, 
which is so far. And I say to my kids as an educator, listen, <clears throat> when you leave, the, I don't want to hear that you hate your Yeah, but you know what? Teacher. Sometimes when I'm at a restaurant, like Dave and I are on our phones. I know Dave was glued to his listen, phone that's... in Disney World, watching the Eagles get their ass kicked to the point where Miles was like, my dad's just not paying attention. He's watching the Eagle game. There was nothing he could do there. You have to take Nothing. your attention we're, 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 span into consideration, Jimmy. That has to be taken into consideration. Your attention span, you're on the phone with Dave. You're you're lost. You guys aren't even connected at that point. I mean, you're like looking <laughs> at each other over the pasta fajul, like you schmucks. Where's Steve? <laughs> and I'm in the toilet. But That's it. I know, I know, I know, I, know. I, I, know. I feel like you're doing this podcast right now from the toilet. That, you know I, am. I am, but thank God I see Christmas lights in the very nice Christmas lights in the background. By the way, you like those? Yes. <laughs> so now, how do you feel? Are you going to go with Tommy DeVito or Tyrod Taylor this Sunday, Monday? Did you see? Did you guys happen to see uh, Dexter Lawrence's fundraiser last night? No, he had uh, a great the, uh, fundraiser. So you should have. Wait a minute, Jimmy. You should have saw Dexter Lawrence with Tommy DeVito in the conversation. Now you have a giant, big, black gentleman who's fantastic. Probably one of the best linemen in the league, right? And then you have this John Travolta. Saturday right. night. The chains. He I had three. Dave, he had three. And the Italian horn. I got that DeVito as the eighth best quarterback in the league. He's at eight right now for me. The... <laughs> The fun yeah, like press Dak Prescott seven, so just a nudge above. <laughs> do, do you, you know what's great favor, about Tommy? Clip. Let me tell you what's great about Tommy DeVito. Dave's going to agree with this in a sick way. If you hate the Giants, right, or you're a big fan of the Cowboys, Eagle, whatever it is, and you're from New Jersey, even though you're like, ah, fuck the Giants. I don't mind that guy, Davida. Like every every like every Jersey guy, even if you don't like the Giants, is like, yeah, I kind of like that guy too. <laughs> it's like nobody hates him. What Who is that? Tommy what is DeVito? that? The Jersey Shore? I mean, they yeah. could bring it back with him after he finishes this year, and they get rid of him. He could start his own little show down there in Jersey. Does anybody want to see Daniel Jones come back now? Let's get rid of him too. Bold statement. Bold statement. Daniel Jones is not going to be ready, and and Tommy DeVito is going to be your starting quarterback. David. A, well, you know me. I said he's going to be the story of the year as he uh, blows out the Packers on Monday night. I'm thinking about going to the game just to uh, see Gucci, him play. Gucci is feeling. Gucci, I was talking to him last night. Gucci is feeling now, very good about his Packers right now. Oh, uh, they look good. Packers look good. So now, have you watched the uh, uh, Steve? Have you watched any of these Nick games? Yeah, I can't believe the. Fl it's hard to really watch. Because you feel like you're on acid looking at the floor. I can't even right. find the ball. I mean, the color is so – I mean, you got – I mean, I thought it was me. I'm like, dude, are you that antiquated? I mean, the sneakers are one thing. I get the sneakers. Your uniform's green. You're wearing a bright pink. I, I could sort of see the sneaker realm. I just have a hard time with the floor. I can't even really follow the ball. Like, sometimes yeah, I, like I lose it. It's like, where did it go for a minute? I mean, Do you have guys, a – do you have a favorite college team in football? Um, yeah, I like Florida like, Atlantic University. That's where I went to college. So right. to me, they were, they you know, they were a small it. school, but that's who I. They're I pretty like. good in basketball. They're good. Yeah, they had a good run in basketball. They sent a couple of couple guys to the NFL recently. So you're a Florida Atlantic guy. You know, we I'm an shot, owl. I'm an owl. I shot. Um, I shot my commercial with. Uh, with Peyton Manning right next to at a Denny's near Florida Atlantic University. In Boca. 
little tidbit. Yeah, I know what that is. Well, that's where the school is. Uh, Yeah, so uh, I laughed at that. I'm like, oh, what school's around here? Florida Atlantic. As I was in, uh, when I shot that commercial, I actually was in a shitty Denny's, a filthy, covered in grease from head to toe in the back, uh, slipping and sliding all over the place. I'm sure I frequented that place. That's what the guy told me. Like, yeah, he said between Saturday night and Sunday morning, we we, we go through 12,000 eggs or something like that. I was like, that's crazy. Talk about getting involved here from a Denny's from downtown. Um, All right. Well, of course, you know as well as I do that, listen, Steve, you have trouble with your cornhole, well-documented. Um, uh, you know, even some of the fans in P-Town are aware. And if you have something wrong with your cornhole, you need to go to cornholelevel.com. That's because you can get right here a cornhole leveler. That's right. Look at the video here. It's got the little Scarlet McKnight thing. You put it on. It makes it to and fro. Now, Steve, you're the kind of guy, if you showed up at a barbecue and someone had cornhole boards and they weren't leveled right, you would freak out. It's that no would good. bother you, me. Yeah, you got to hand them this cornhole level. Levelers, they're 20% off. If you mentioned JP show, Dave has them in his car. He's got them in Florida with him. His wife carries them in his pocketbook. I mean, Miles is hanging one on the back of his shirt just to make sure he's level going on to the rides there. The it keeps your socks been, going in smooth. Yes, it just is so many uses. I mean, it dices, it slices, it even, you know what? I think it even makes julienne fries. Um, that's another great thing right wow. there, if you know what I'm talking about. Wow. Um, wow. The Ginsu, uh, which, and they are the sponsors. So go to cornholelevel.com for the holiday. Perf- you can still get them in time for your stocking stuffer. Uh, owned, of course, by Mike Caprio, my second second baseman. And he sponsors CornholeLevel.com, the world famous now. I mean, it's unbelievable. Tommy DeVito's NFL Stinks List, sponsored by CornholeLevel.com. Another interesting uh, NFL Stinks List. I got the Miami Dolphins. Shecky's happy at very good. Buffalo Bills average. Jets stink. Patriots stink. Oh, dear God. They're... Awful. Ravens, very good. Pittsburgh Steelers, average. My buddy Tommy went to the game. Delays, lightning. He was with his family. Nightmare. Cleveland Browns stink. The Bengals are average. They have no quarterback now. What a mess over there. Jacksonville Jaguars are only good. I don't know what's going on. Anything with Lawrence? Any word this morning? Uh, High ankle sprain. He'll be out for a couple weeks. Oh, thank God. Uh, it was really cool to watch. I switched over to the – by the way, the, it, when you don't care about your team, the Manning, Manning show is just – I think it's – like, uh, if you're not watching your team, you have to watch the Manning version of it because they really – I think it's silly sometimes, but they really – you got – these are two – there's 45 years of NFL experience quarterbacking <laughs> between them, and you can tell when they – even Peyton, when when he, with the injury, he was like, "Oh man, I hope he's all like," because he knows, like, "Oh, that sucks," for, and it sucks for the team. You lose your quarterback. I I think that show is they should do it every. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Um, Did you see so it, Dave? Last night's Manning cast. Yeah. No. Yeah, was... the injury. The injury looked nasty. I thought it was going to be way worse. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Jimmy. All right. So Jacksonville Jaguars are good. Uh, they were, I think they were very good last week. I'm not even sure. Indianapolis Colts average Houston Texans for the first time are good here at Shea. Tennessee Titans stink. Now, listen, Kansas City Chiefs, they are good until further notice. God, that team, 
they, they just get too cute. I, 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 they're good. One more loss, I'm going to put them in average. Denver Broncos average. Hey, listen, the L.A. Chargers, how much do you stink? You beat the Patriots 6 nothing. you stink. The Vegas Raiders, you stink too, only because they just stink. That's a The Vegas Raiders stink to me is a classic stink because you stink. All right, Philadelphia Eagles, sorry. Got to bring you down to just good at 10-2 because uh, you got smoked. I think the Giants played the 49ers better than the Eagles did. You can make that argument. And coming in at very good since week three, your Dallas Cowboys. I've been saying it all year. I can't stand the Cowboys. Their wide receivers are open on every play. I still don't think that Dak Prescott's all that good. I, if I was quarterbacking the Dallas Cowboys, I'd be like, CD, just go down to the right. And you, uh, what's the name? Cook, whatever his name is. You go to the left, and I'm just going to throw you away, and you're open anyway. They're open on every play. It's a huge thing. Uh, their defense is interesting. I thought they'd be better than they are. Uh, to me, I think uh, uh, Dave's going to hate me for this. I think the Cowboys are very good. I think the receivers are just too much. Um, I think some. I think Micah Parsons gets lost now. I I thought I was going to hear his name more than he does, but I guess he's putting pressure on a quarterback. But I, yeah, I don't know. League and pressures. I mean, that's the thing with the Cowboys. Like Demarcus Lawrence, you don't hear him a lot, but he's stopping the run. He's He's causing double. No, I, I'm not. I'm not saying he's having a shitty year. I don't mean. I just think like the Lawrence Taylor talk went away. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And he's not going to be defensive MVP and all that stuff. He's just. No, that's He's, he's like he's playing like <laughs> like if Tibbet if Thibodeau was on the Giants, they on the Cowboys, they'd be almost the same player. Um, now nah, I'm only kidding about that. Um, so all right, so the Giants, I got him as average. Why? Because they didn't play, and I kept him at average. I knew that, so I get the Giants get two weeks of being average. And we'll see what happens. That's and ridiculous. The commanders stink. Keep in mind, the Giants' playoff hopes are alive and well. They play all the teams that are in front of them. They play the Eagles, who are on their way down as the Cowboys head for the division lead. And every Cowboy fan loves the Giants because the Cowboys beat the Eagles. And if the Giants beat them twice, Cowboys win the division, uh, which would be funny. Cowboys play the pa Giants play the Packers. Uh, Monday night should be fun. But the Detroit Lions. At nine and three are very good. The Vikings are average. Green Bay Packers finally get up to good after being stink and average all year. Chicago Bears stink. The Atlanta Falcons, my God, you barely beat the Jets. Uh, uh, you stink. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you barely beat the Panthers, so you stink. The Saints stink and the Panthers stink. So everybody stinks over there. Uh, San Francisco 49ers, you smoke the Eagles like that. Got to give you the VG. Very good. Rams are average, Seahawks are average, and of course Arizona Cardinals, who really had one four quarters and a half against the Giants of quality football. You guys stink. So that's it. Thirteen stinks, nine average, five good, and five very goods. The most very goods we've had in a quite a long time. So we shall see what happens there. Uh, that's fun. Now, I had a lot of crazy stuff happen. Uh, this week, um, we had the show earlier on Monday. Um, I shot a commercial in a town called um, Media, Pennsylvania. Had to get the mug. Take a sip. Had to get the plug. I shot this commercial. I didn't say what the name of the commercial is because um, the product I, I doesn't exist. No, I don't know. It does, <laughs> and you okay. you know it too. I thought it was the cornhole extender. 
<laughs> no, no, it should be. Should be. I know. Well, but so uh, I would love to do a commercial for cornhole. The extender, the reach around, um, the reach around extender, the Excellent. reach around. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, hey, go. all right, hey, God bless. Here we go. And, and Steve Roman trying. Okay, Steve right. Roman trails by thirteen. Trying there's a minute and a half left. Still trying. Um, still trying to bust the, through. Uh, the <laughs> breakthrough. <laughs> that. So I shot this commercial. I had a blast. They put me up in a hotel. Down there, this town of Media, Pennsylvania, is the cutest, like Norman Rockwell town I've ever seen. It's like twenty miles outside of Philly. That's your second maybe. Norman Rockwell quote in, in and, two weeks, and, right? It, it was, you know, well, I'm waiting for a painting. Oh, it's so listen, warm and fuzzy. Okay, so tell me, would you get a lolly there? A nice hot <laughs> no, chocolate? Great. Would you get all whipped creamed up over there? Uh, see that? You know what's great, Steve? During your moment with Steve, you were one for nine for 28 yards. And then when, when I'm talking, obviously, you, you know what you are, Steve? You're a practice player. That You're very good during the week. Hey, you know the playbook. It's a you know start. There's a you lot of what, practice Dave? players. Four you know what, dead quarterbacks. I could be the one, fifth. One thing about Steve, he he manages the game really well. You know what I mean? He, manages, he knows the playbook. Anyway, go, so go check out Media Pennsylvania. Very cool. The cast and crew were awesome. Uh, I had a good time with my uh, commercial TV wife. She was a doll. She was cool. I met a bunch of other people on the set. Uh, the makeup girl was a friend of my cousin Michael's from 25 years ago, doing makeup that long ago. Uh, they just treated me like I was uh, De Niro or, uh, you know, uh, I just can't even say De Niro anymore. They treated me like I was a star, which was great, even though I'm not. And um, it was a really good time. But this, this town of media, man, first of all, I walked into a store. They're so friendly. Like, hey, how are you? And like, are oh, you looking for something for your daughter? Yeah. Like, And they were like walking around. I ended up at a bar. Uh, I went to this little Irish bar, little shitty pub. Sat there. The owner of the huge restaurant next door that has nothing. The competitors. Was is hanging out at the at, pub. Hanging at the pub saying, oh, I own a steakhouse. If you're here for a couple of days, come to my steakhouse. It's great. But he goes, not nah, a food in here. <laughs> He's like, the food in here is great. I eat here all the time. I'm like, how great is this guy? He owns a steakhouse, but he eats at the pub that is 10 feet away. The uh, I went into an ice cream shop that had uh, vinyl records, and the guy was friendly there. Uh, I met this guy, Mike Montgomery, who was a cop in town. It was like, he was like, hey, anytime. Here's my PBA card. Let me know. What are you shooting here? Yeah, of course. And then he, all of a sudden he was like, wait a minute, you're the guy from Beer League? He was calling his buddies that were cops. I got the guy from Beer League at the bar here. And I walked to the shops. Couldn't have been nicer. Uh, what, a, what a cool little town. I visited this bed and breakfast uh, just to go check it out in case I ever want to go down there again. And it was an old school Victorian house. The guy came out. He looked like he started watching The Dead in 1968. And he ended up here. Uh, Couldn't have been nicer. Showed me all the rooms. I just had an awesome, awesome time. Uh the other thing is, I had um, I had two huge or I had two huge auditions, bro, on Sunday, two big ones, uh, self taped. I for me, they're like game changers. I don't want to go into detail uh, like some of these people do on no, Facebook. No, I, I just went not. for a major national network. To I I just called. I had two huge auditions. I'm thrilled to death to get them because you know. As you get older, anytime you get in the game, Palomo checks in at the 605 mark here. Short jumper. Yes. And a cow. Um, you just want to, uh, I hope they went well. Shout out to my buddy, Dave DeLisi, who totally helped me record these. Um, one of them, I, I will, once, if I strike out, I will explain. Uh, if I don't, if I get it, I'll talk about it. If I don't get it, I'll talk about exactly what it was. 
and it'll make sense to people that have followed my career over the years, especially my sketch comedy career. Um, really interesting shit going on there. Um, but it was nice to be auditioning for big stuff. And as a matter of fact, when you're auditioning for big stuff, you must go to Absolute Eyewear Getting Involved here. 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. Big shout out to Johnine Mashaud. She's been with me from the very beginning. She was kind of traded to Chop Sports there. And, of course, when she enters the Hall of Fame of sponsors, she'll be wearing a Jimmy Palomo show hat. That's out of me. <laughs> That's a joke. It's funny to four people. Um, Chris Gucci's laughing out loud if he hears that. But a big shout out to Jay Bird and uh, Craig and Johnny, family-owned opticians, full-service optical prescription eyewear, prescription sunglasses, 42 Main Street, down by the train station by the Woodbridge Brewery, where LT hangs out every other day. She's uh, Johnny, uh, she met Tino Martinez, bro. Yeah, her, you know, it, it's like uh, Tino's are like, she was in love with him for years. Um, they're open five days a week. You get $100 off a complete pair of prescription eyeglasses. When you mention Jimmy Palumbo, Dave Sturcho, Chop, there's like there's like 11 things you can mention to get a discount of it. But, of course, they have Ray-Ban coach Ralph Lauren, Dave Sturcho's Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Cause Light, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar, and Charles Oakley still shops in the store. With his kids. Um, that's the funniest joke of all time for me. Go check them out. They're great. They're open five days a week. Why are they closed on Wednesdays, Dave? Uh, to play a little softball and lose a bunch of games. Okay. And why are they play on why are they closed on Sunday? Ah, to watch Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. Johnny loves them. Everybody loves. I love it. It's now the Tommy. I'm going to change the name of the show to Jimmy Plumbo and the Tommy. I got to get, we got to get him on the show. He'll definitely do this show. Nobody knows who he is. Um, Especially, you know, I'm going to get him on the show if he doesn't start Sunday. <laughs> like, hey, Tommy, you must be real about that. If you're really sad you're not starting, come on my show. Anyway, go to Absolute Eyewear. They're simply the best, um, best ever. Uh, I had fun. I, I I was doing something and I stopped in, stopped in. There's a bar in Ramsey called Varka, where it's a it's really a five star restaurant. People come from all over. It's a it's got like a Greek seafood stuff. They got a cool little bar. I ended up going to the bar. I said, you know, I'm gonna have one drink, and uh, it's one of those you know sixteen dollars for Chardonnay kind of places. But I ended up having a blast. I met a bunch of fun people there. Just happened randomly sitting to my left and right. Right. Of course, there's always one guy who knew. Oh, time out. So you met more people at a bar. Are they going to want to also be on the show and do a podcast? Yeah. The, I, well, what I'm doing, everybody I meet is, ends up on the show. Steve, you should know <laughs> about that. Uh, but a big shout out to uh, Emily and Lauren who are there. Lauren actually does uh, some fashion stuff and um, and uh, wardrobe things on sets and stuff. So that was kind of cool. Um, and so we had fun doing that. We met a couple of guys and it was just a good time hanging out. Um, and then I decided after a good night on Wednesday for a couple hours, I said, you know what? There's a big city near me, New York city. There's a big voiceover Christmas party. I'm going to head in Jimmy Palumbo, veteran voiceover guy. Now I thought it was the voiceover party that I always go to this time of year. Turns out I read the Facebook post wrong. My buddy, Jeff Cantor, who's an established actor, he was going in. So I thought we were going to this thing called the Grog, which is a bunch of voiceover people go and hang out. 
And I noticed that usually it's on 23rd Street at a cool bar, but this was in the middle of Midtown. So Jimmy Palumbo decides, you know what? The first Saturday night, the tree is up, Radio City. A good time to drive into New York City, right? Okay. So I get truck. It's stuck in massive traffic. I end up getting off the uh, uh, West Side Highway on 79th Street. The bar is on 48th. I go into a garage, $55 to park. And I'm like, all right, okay, I paid tolls. Now 55 to start this one. Then this is how stupid Jimmy Palumbo can be. I walked up to Broadway and I'm like, ah, you know what? I'll, I'll just hop in a cab. So, so I parked the car to get into another car. We went eight blocks, traffic. I said, you got to let me out of here. That was 10 bucks. So now I'm down $65. I haven't had, uh, you know, uh, I didn't have a vodka yet. I get on the subway. I thought I had one of my Metro cards. No. So I had to buy another $10 Metro card. I'm down $75. I have not had a Tito's on the rock. So at this point, you called your mother, I'm sure. I, would, I was ready to. Mom, I was ready to call my mom. I was ready to call. Say, mom, get me home. Take right. me home now. Right. So, yeah, Corn Johnny home. Kelly coming in Corn sharp home. as a marble, right? So now I'm getting on the subway in New York City, and everybody's like, oh, my God, the subway. You die every second there. I get in the subway. I end up getting off at 50th. The New York City was rocking on Saturday. I started to feel good. I was all dressed up. You know, I had the black slacks on. Oh, Jimmy Palumbo getting involved here from the Army. I go into this bar, Hurley's, on 48th. Big, big, one of those three-story uh, pubs, you know, that have 7,000 people eating. It's like a diner with an Irish name on the outside of it. And they And the party was on the third floor. I go all the way up to this third floor. The place is packed. Okay. I don't know a soul in there. Not one human being, not anybody. Uh, look at that little girl, Dave Sturchill's daughter, peeking her head out, getting involved. I love that. Um, she's got the jet cheer going. And I feel bad for Miles, rough year for Miles with the Jets. So the uh I, I I go to this bar now. I can't get a drink at the bar. The bartender was slow as shit. It was one bartender for eight thousand people. So I just ordered a, a Tito's on the rocks, made it a double. So next thing you know, he goes, ah, just give me 20 bucks. <laughs> 20, I think he put it in his pocket. I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, my God, there's no one here that I know. Uh, not a single soul as Dave Sturchow jumps out. So I then start chatting with this woman next to me. How's it going? You know, she goes, oh, how are you doing? You know, how's the voiceover going? I'm like, ah, you know, I've been in the league a while. You know, it's been a little slow. Not, you know, I gave her the non-union work more, you know. She's like, oh, I just got my demo reel done. I said, oh, that's cool. I said, how long have you been doing this? She goes, three months. Turns out this meeting was for like rookies in showbiz. Like, wow. Like, no one had. Now, I don't, I'm not saying I'm above that, right. but I went all the way into the city figuring I was going to meet some, some actors that I know, some right. casting people that I know, some producers. Right. Instead, this was like one of those. Like she flew in from Texas. Wow. And she's never like, she's never even auditioned for anything yet. Right. And everybody else was like, oh yeah, I'm from Detroit. It was almost like, what do you call those meet and greets to like, uh, um, like she, she was there to meet me. Right. <laughs> and I'm right. like, I had nothing to say. Wow. Um, and then I realized, what am I doing here, Jimmy? I just spent, and I, of course I had to get two drinks. <clears throat> so I'm down $105. So I just it was getting. I just went down to the bottom bar, and I was so frustrated. Like Jimmy, what are you doing? You can't be affording them blowing money at, you know, a bad event like that. I was so mad at reading it wrong. My buddy Jeff Cantor showed up. I made him meet me there, and um, 
I go down to the bar downstairs, and I'm giving a shout-out to this guy. He's wearing a Michigan shirt, and his name was Mitz Lee, M-I-T-T-S, kind of a weird first name, Mitz. He's sitting there with a Michigan shirt on, and I just I started to love this guy because his son bought his wife tickets to a Broadway show, but he didn't want to go to the show. So he's like, they flew in from like a Detroit or Michigan area. He said, honey, you go with, take my daughter. You go in there. I'm going to just go drink at the bar while you're at a Broadway show. <laughs> I was like, you're a stud. What a That's great move. A fantastic move. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, he goes, I have to... the balls to do that. And his yeah, he's like, like no, That's he awesome. He was like, no, nah, I had a good time at dinner with my wife, my daughter, and my son. My son works on Wall Street. He's doing well. And they went to go see some show I had no interest in. So and he was watching the uh, Georgia-Alabama uh, game. Right. Uh, he had a Michigan shirt on, but he went to Michigan State. His son went to Michigan. So I was busting his balls about how Rutgers beats Michigan State all the time. That's funny. We ended up having – meanwhile, showbiz didn't come up until I started asking him. And he lives up in uh, uh, north northern Michigan off – Way at the top of Lake, uh, I actually looked it up on Google. I'm like, wow, it's way, it's kind of far from Chicago, Detroit. He was telling me how beautiful it is this time of year up there. And uh, I'm like, he goes, Jimmy, you should really, it's like, it's uh, Lake Michigan is almost like a, in the summertime. It's just gorgeous. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make one of these dead, I, bucket list trip. Media, Pennsylvania, and and I forget the name of this town he's in. Uh, wait, I got it right here. Of course I do. He's from, uh, Charlo Charlevoix, Michigan. If anybody knows about that, maybe Roger Mayer does. You know, um, it's funny, Jimmy. One of the shithead cousins of mine that you met has a house in Michigan in that area. And they were telling me to, you know, come out and hang out. Dude, and it looks they said he it's was gorgeous, telling it, gorgeous. Yeah, he was really telling me. And I looked it up on look it up online. Um Charlevoix, uh, uh he has Michigan. his places right on the lake, and he has a boat, and they go, they go, and they tube. He says it's awesome; it's really cool. Everybody, I uh, totally get it. Uh, you know, uh, he was a really nice guy, um, and it was just funny talking to a stranger. And we talked about uh, the games going on, and, and it was a good time. And then uh, my buddy Jeff came down from upstairs, and he was half in the bag, and I had to get him out of there. Uh, but it was a, it was a, it, it was an expensive, dumb night. But I met, um, I sent him an email saying, "Hey, buddy, I didn't forget about you. How you doing?" Blah blah blah. And he also knows a lot about real estate and Airbnbs in the area. So maybe one year, I'll grab my daughter. We'll go up to Northern Michigan. I asked him how cold it was in the winter, and he goes, "Oh, gets a little." He said, it "Gets a little nippy up there." Now, when a guy from Northern Michigan says it gets a little nippy. You to know you and I, that's to, Alaska. That's Congress. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doomed. doomed. So we're doomed. He kind of he kind of made it clear more. He goes, ah, you know, the June, July, and August areas. That, that's when you want to go. Yeah, stay so, out of that. Uh, big shout out to the Mason Jar Bar and Grill, uh, which is uh, re, not reopening. It's new owners. I used to bartend there. I can now return. Uh, and I will be there to say hello to... Emily Fontaine, the new manager and bartender, uh, she was sweet when I worked there. She felt bad when I got uh, had words with the owner. So she, I figured I'd give a shout-out to the Mason Jar. And uh, I also got a, I'll briefly, my the Christmas decoration thing, I started off so good. I got everything up into the living room. I was on fire. I was getting it done. And then I just... I, I I got the train track going for my daughter, which is a tradition. I set up the the crash, the manger that my dad built. He built a, my dad built a a manger and a crash thing, 
for all um, three of his kids and also for all of his grandchildren, all six. Wow. So uh, it's a tradition when you put it up. I always feel bad when I set it up. I miss my dad. And, um, but I set it up. I got some old ornaments and I put it up. And I, so I got the tree up, but like there's so much other stuff that's got to be done. And now the place, like, you know, the theory, I don't know if you remember your mother or father telling you this, like, well, let's just get everything done. Then we'll vacuum and clean up. No sense cleaning. and Right. But 100%. I thought, let's get everything done. Then we, right? yep. You know what happens, yes. though? That's good when you do when you get everything done in a day and a half. I'm on day five. The place looks like a, a Sodom and Gomorrah here. It is shit all over the floor. Little sparkles, little bits of the tree around the floor. It's like, and I'm like, I, I'll get it done when I'm. I'll be vacuuming on December like 28th. Uh, I'm in the know, same same boat. It's the same way. It's like without my wife picking off the rear and finishing and making sure everything's. I'm in the same boat as you. I wish I could yeah. say I wasn't. But it's like it's a pain in the ass. You and then you know, my wife's like a machine. She's getting it done in a day and a half, like my right. parents would. And I'm focaccing around with the yeah. snowman. And she's I, like, What are you doing? It's two days and you're still putzing with that. You, you I smoke. know. I'm and I gotta decorate the new I'm in a new place. I gotta decorate the little uh, deck off the condo. And I've been right. watching other people. So that now, of course, I waited to the two coldest days. So I will try to do that this afternoon. And uh but, you know, that's my situation there. Of course, uh, a couple of shout-outs to people following me here on the chat. Uh, Joe Sinecore, yes, if I um, if I do book this gig, I will have time for the podcast. I just may not be able to do it every Tuesday, but I assure you, if I've done 142 straight weeks, I can do – can you believe that? I've been doing this 142 times. That's, that's, that's awesome. And I probably repeated myself 7,000 times. But that's what Artie Lang did. He made $3 million a year. That's all um, right. Fantastic. Uh, of course, Joey Pazella wants to talk about the ass and Long Island iced teas at Leggett's. Now, first of all, Joey, you didn't get any ass at Leggett's. Number two – the Long Island Iced you don't get them at Leggett's. You get them at DJ's, okay? This is how it works. You go to DJ's at like 3 o'clock. You drink Long Island Iced Teas. You get all banged up. And then you come out of there. It's still bright. You grab a slice of pizza at the shitty pizzeria attached to DJ's. Then you go bust it into Leggett's with your crowd. You got to have your whole house. You can't go to DJ's with two guys. You got to go with like 12 people. You come barreling into Leggett's and you're like crazy animals and you're jumping around and then uh, you just drink and party at Leggett's and uh, and that's what you do. But those two bars, I spent a lot of time uh, in uh, in both bars. Uh, every now and then we go to the Osprey. Early on in my career down the shore, I call it a career down the shore. We went to a bar A a lot and uh, there was also Key Largo, my, couple, my rookie year we went to a lot. But DJ's was always a staple until it just got too Guido. Like, it's all DJ's is almost too Guido for Tommy DeVito. That's how Guido this joint. That's a problem. Yeah, but uh, you would. It's a very you would. It's you a would blast. Die in there. It's a blast. Now I went the last time I went to DJ's, I went in for like forty minutes and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> I pee, I sat in the quarters by myself. What a jerk off! I drove from my brother's house on a bike. Locked it up on the side, went inside. Just let me see what let me see. You know what it was? Let me see what the kids are doing now. You know what I mean? And the loud music. And I was, but I said, you know, man, it's a fun bar, even though I'm old and shot and I can't play anymore. This is a there was there was not a person over 24 in the bar at the time. That's and uh, I was like, you know what? This is a lot of fun, just a lot of fun. So, That's all right. Awesome. Well, Dave's down in uh 
Florida. He'll be coming back soon next week. I think uh, we're going to have Chris uh, Gucci on the show next week because he's a Packer fan. The Giants play Monday night. I'm predicting Tommy DeVito show on Monday night as he lights up the electrified crowd here at the Meadowlands. Um, and that's it. Everybody, thanks for listening. Sorry for the delay. Thanks for everybody chatting and sending me text on the week, what you liked about the show, didn't like about the show. Uh, Steve, as always, a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh, Dave, have fun with your kids, and uh, we will see everybody next week. See ya.